0: Hello, we're up to Numbers chapter 33. This is one full of a lot of words that are hard to pronounce. (laughs) I'll do my best. The Israelites are going to, uh, we're going to recount the journey from Egypt all the way to the promised land and every single place they stopped along the way. Here we go. These are the journeys of the children of Israel when they went out of the land of Egypt by their armies under the hand of Moses and Aaron. Moses wrote the starting points of their journeys by the commandment of Yahweh. These are their journeys according to their starting points. They traveled from Ramses in the first month, on the fifteenth day of the first month. On the next day, after the Passover, the children of Israel went out with a high hand in the sight of all the Egyptians. While the Egyptians were burying all their firstborn, whom Yahweh had struck among them, Yahweh also executed judgments on their gods. The children of Israel travelled from Ramses and encamped in Sukkoth. They travelled from Sukkoth and encamped in Etham, which is in the edge of the wilderness. They travelled from Etham and turned back to Pi-Hiroth, which is before Baal-Zephon, and they encamped before Migdol. They travelled from before Hi-Hiroth and crossed through the middle of the sea into the wilderness. They went three days journey in the wilderness of Etham and encamped in Marah. They travelled from Mara and came to Elam. In Elam there were twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees, and they encamped there. They travelled from Elam and encamped by the Red Sea. They travelled from the Red Sea and encamped in the wilderness of Sin. They travelled from the wilderness of Sin and encamped in Dovka. They travelled from Dovka and encamped in Elush. They travelled from Elush and encamped in Rephidim, where there was no water for the people to drink. They travelled from Rephidim and encamped in the wilderness of Sinai. They travelled from the wilderness of Sinai and encamped in Kibroth Hattavar. They travelled from Kibroth Hattavar and encamped in Hazaroth. They travelled from Hazaroth and encamped in Rithma. They travelled from Rithma and encamped in Ramon Perez. They travelled from Ramon Perez and encamped in Libna. They travelled from Libna and encamped in Rissa. They travelled from Rissa and encamped in Kehelathar. They travelled from Kehelathar and encamped in Mount Shapir. They travelled from Mount Shapir and encamped in Haradar. They travelled from Haradar and encamped in Makaloth. They travelled from Makaloth and encamped in Tahath. They travelled from Tahath and encamped in Tarar. They travelled from Tarar and encamped in Mithka. They travelled from Mithka and encamped in Hashmonar they travelled from Hashmonah and encamped in Moseroth. They travelled from Moseroth and encamped in Bene Jacan. They travelled from Bene Jacan and encamped in Hor haggadad They travelled from Hor haggadad and they encamped in Jot-Batar. They travelled from jot and encamped in Abranah. They travelled from Abranah and encamped in ezion Giba. They travelled from ezion and encamped at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. They travelled from Kadesh and encamped in Mount Hor in the edge of the land of Edom. Aaron the priest went up into Mount Hor at the commandment of Yahweh and died there, in the fortieth year after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt, in the fifth month on the first day of the month. Aaron was 123 years old when he died on Mount Hor. The Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the south of the land of Canaan, heard of the coming of the children of Israel. They travelled from Mount Hor and encamped in Zalmanar. They travelled from Zalmanar and encamped in Punon. They travelled from Punon and encamped in Oboth. They travelled from Oboth and encamped in Leah Abaram in the border of Marab. They travelled from Liam and encamped in Dibon Gad. They travelled from Dibon Gad and encamped in Almon Diblathaim. They travelled from Almon Diblathaim and encamped in the mountains of Abaram before Nebo. They traveled from the mountains of Abarium and encamped in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, from Beth Jeshimoth, even to Abel Shittim in the plains of Moab. Yahweh spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan at Jericho, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and tell them, When you pass over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, destroy all their stone idols, destroy all their molten images, and demolish all their high places. You shall take possession of the land and dwell therein. For I have given the land to you to possess. You shall inherit the land by lot, according to your families. To the larger groups you shall give a larger inheritance, and to the smaller you shall give a smaller inheritance. Wherever the lot falls to any man, that shall be his. You shall inherit according to the tribes of your fathers." But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then let those you let remain of them will be like pricks in your eyes and thorns in your sides. They will harass you in the land in which you dwell. It shall happen that as I thought to do to them, so I will do to you. Well, I hope you're able to keep with me as we read through all those places. One of the things that we often... um, get told at Sunday school or the impression you might get from church sermons is that the children of Israel wandered around and around in the desert, you get the impression they're going around in circles. But as you can tell from that list, they didn't go in circles. In fact, they never, it's it's a complete list of 42 places and they're all in succession. Um, But they did stay in one place, um, which I think is... um, Uh, I've forgotten the name of it, Kadesh Barnea, and I'm pretty sure they stayed there for a very long time, 38 and something years. So it's not quite what we thought, but they definitely were in the desert for the entire 40 years. There's some very interesting names in there. Now, a lot of those names, we don't know what they are. I was looking through Dennis Cole's commentary, and that's a pretty modern commentary. I don't always like to read the most modern commentaries, because. They tend to focus more on academics and less on spiritual meaning. Um, but sometimes there's things that you need modern commentaries for, especially when there's recent archaeology. Or in this case, I wanted to know of all these places, 42 places that were listed, how many of them are known to us today? And turns out we know of about um, 28 of them, and there's about 14 that we have no idea what where they are, like you couldn't, some of those names in there, you couldn't go to that place today, it's not possible to do so. And some of the other names like Ezean Giba, we know where that is, you can go there. Mount Hor, where Aaron died, you can go there. And some of them we're not 100% sure, but we think we know. And when I reflect on that, I think that's quite amazing, to think that there's 42 locations in a desert, thousands of years ago, and we know where 28 of them are, and I think that's great. And uh, maybe in the course of time, we'll come to find out some more. And That that is something that's very cool about this part of the world, is it's so dry that archeological things are preserved pretty much forever. Like you think of the Dead Sea Scrolls or the Nag Hammadi Library. These documents were preserved for thousands of years because it was so dry. They just didn't deteriorate. So there's always the possibility of more exciting discoveries. And so maybe in the future, they'll know where all 42 of these places are and you can go visit them. And uh, anyway, the first one of these places was, it said they left the city of Ramses, which is in Egypt. And I wanna just mention something about this. This city um, was called Ramses, but it wasn't called Ramses until the 1200 BC. Um, well, you know, Ramses, the famous prophet, uh, Pharaoh Ramses was there. And if you watch the Ten Commandments movie with you know Charlton Heston, Ramses is the Pharaoh. If you watch other movies like Prince of Egypt, Ramses is there. but Ramses cannot possibly have been the pharaoh, and the city cannot possibly have been called Ramses at the time they left. The city was called Avaris, and today in modern archaeology, the the dig that's going on there at a place called Tel Dabar. Now this is the same place as Ramses, but what's happened in the, what's believed to have happened here is in in later versions of the copying, when scribes have been copying out, and they've been writing down the name of this place, Avaris. It's believed that nobody knew where it was, so they've just changed it to the modern name of the place. So by the time they'd been in the promised land for about 200 years, that city was now called a different name. And so the belief is that uh, scribes have just, when they've been making the copy, they've thought, oh, no one knows Avaris. Let's put in the name that everyone knows, Ramses. So that's just to clear up some confusion because the Israelites... Uh, according to the Bible timing, they left Egypt in 1440 or so BC, which is around about 200 years before this city was ever called Ramses. So it's not a contradiction in the Bible. It's not messing up the timing of history. It's just um, this is what's, you know, so all the experts that, uh, that are Bible-believing experts, this is the way they understand that this to be. So that's the first location, leaving Egypt, from Ramses, but that was, it was called a virus at the time. And if you Google a virus and the archeological digs at Tel Debar, there's some really interesting stuff coming out about the Israelites. They go through lots of locations. I'm only gonna mention two. One of them is Elam, and it says in Elam that there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees. <laughs> now, I always think to myself, who counted the palm trees? Well, somebody counted the palm trees, what I think is amazing is that a, a, a meaningless detail like that is made into our Bible. Like they're stopped at all these places. But this one place, Elam, they, they just happen to, someone happens to count the palm trees and it gets written down in the Bible that there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees and it's an oasis in the desert. And I think this is so interesting because it reminds me exactly, and I never, I haven't read this in any commentary, it's just what comes to my mind, that Jesus had 12 disciples and he had 70 disciples. He had a 12 and a 70. And in Luke, in Luke chapter 10, he sends out the 70 and he tells them to go minister to people, heal the sick, cast out demons. Another place Jesus sends out the 12 disciples, same thing. And it's, so these are people who are ministering the life of Christ to, you know, hard hearts. Or you could say that Jesus' disciples were like springs in the desert. They were like fruit trees in the desert. You could say that about us too as Jesus' disciples today, that we're life and we're fruit. We're a source of blessing in a desert. And people all around us who don't know the Lord, they're basically living in a desert. But you who have the love of Christ, you're his disciple. And you are like a spring and you are like a fruit tree in the desert to those people. I just figured that all out based off the numbers. And I think the Bible is so full of these types of things, it's remarkable. The other place I want to mention is where they came to Sinai in the desert. And we already know, we've covered the book of Egypt, of Exodus, and we already know that's where the Ten Commandments were given. Um, Moses went up Mount Sinai. So that's the location of Sinai is where all of that happened. But people actually aren't 100% sure where Sinai is. And the most popular location for which we believe to be Sinai is St. Catherine's Monastery in Egypt today. You can go there. Tourists go there all the time. There's a monastery obviously being built there. People pray. I personally am happy to go with that as the location. And for at least one and a half thousand years, since St. Catherine's Monastery was built, that is believed to have been the location of Mount Sinai. But there's a few other theories going around. One of them even thinks it's in Saudi Arabia. I'm not convinced about that one, but just thought I'd mention it because it's interesting. And you can Google. Watch some YouTube videos on the location of Mount Sinai. They're all fascinating. But finally we get to the end of all the places and they're on the plains of the Jordan and they're about to cross the Jordan River and they're going to go into Jericho. And that's going to be in the book of Joshua. But we're going to have the book of Deuteronomy in between and and that's going to be the last month and they're going to be camped on these plains for that last month. So in total there are 42 places here. If you don't count the starting place, because you know they're already there, then there's 41. Now this is really, really interesting, because starting, if if you go to another part of the Bible, if you go to um, Matthew's Gospel, starting with Abraham, (laughs) all the way through to Jesus, guess how many generations there are, 42. And, but it appears though, um, appears though Matthew might have made a counting mistake. Looks like he might have counted someone twice. So guess what? There's 41. So we've got an interesting comparison here with two sets of 42, but they're kind of both two sets of 41. And um, one set, which is the is from Abraham through to Jesus, is the history of the process from when God intervened into hum, humanity by, by giving a promise to Abraham and how it went through all these generations who came to Christ, our Redeemer. It went from... God basically not being at work in the world at all. You know, people enslaved all the way through to redemption, freedom from sin. And that's the 42 generations from Abraham to Jesus. And here we've got 42 places. We've got the journey from Egypt, complete slavery, not free at all. 42 locations all the way through to promised land where they are about to take their first city. So I think that's really remarkable and the Bible is full of these numerical and symbolic and typological patterns, they're just everywhere. And my only regret is that we only spend 10 to 15 minutes on every chapter of the Bible, and I realize, and I only spend about one hour per chapter researching and reading and thinking, whereas you could spend a day or two or three days on each chapter of the Bible. There's so much, and even then you wouldn't exhaust it all. The Bible is so rich and full of information. So here we've got Numbers 33, it's historical, it's factual, it tells us the process of their journey, but it's also full of like numerical symbols that point us to Jesus. You know, on one hand it's saying this is the journey of salvation, on the other hand it's saying you are a spring and you are a fruit tree in the desert and you need to be a source of life to those around you. That's what we are, the Lord's disciples. So, Father, help us to be your disciples. Help us to be a spring in the desert. Help us to be a fruit tree in the desert to those who are around us who need food and those who need drink, those who need sustenance. Help us to be the Lord's disciples, bringing health and healing and blessing and strength to those around us. And thank you for the words of God, even in a chapter like this, just which is a list of places. We thank you, Lord, that you are in every part of the Bible as you are in this one too. In Jesus' name, amen.